Welcome to the Deep Dive Spirituality Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell, and today I'm going to do a solo cast, and I'm going to talk about five mindsets that can open us up for even deeper transformation when we bring these mindsets to our reading of the scripture. Because when we want to learn to read the Bible for deep transformation, it requires that we approach the text essentially open-handed. And what, when, we, when we do anything open-handed, it's about surrender. And here's the thing. As, you, as we learn to surrender more and more to God, and it's to the God who loves us, Scripture will be a principal means through which we can hear God's voice. And what I'm going to do is talk about, again, some postures that put us in a position not to control the text, but to listen to the text and to ask questions that if, uh, and listen for the, the questions that the text wants to ask of us so that we can deepen our ability to hear God. And it's important when we say that to remind ourselves that the Bible is not a magic book. Sometimes when we come to the text, you know, insights flow easily from the page or from your computer screen or however you take the text or even from audio straight into our hearts and minds. Other times, at least for me, reading scripture can feel dry and even meaningless. And I only say that because I think it's important to own that. Sometimes our, our, our study times are going to be dry and just feel pointless or even meaningless. But we also have to note that when those things happen, I mean, has God changed somehow? The answer is no. God's love always is ready to flow. Insight, the voice of God calling us to renewal, always there. So it has to be something inside of us that blocks the work that God wants to do in us. So I'm going to suggest that we need to put ourselves into intentional postures that can help us hear the Bible more clearly and receive the good news. First one is we need to be open to hearing the voice of God and being astonished. And if you've been around me for any amount of time where you've been in a class or if you've ever heard me teach on scripture, the prayer that I always like to use is simply this, Lord, astonish me anew with the riches of your word. That's a prayer that God answers. And so when we read scripture, we need to recognize and remember that we're engaging that same sacred set of writings that faithful believers have received as God's word and been reading for well over 2,000 years. If we take the Old Testament scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures, we're going back perhaps 3,000 or more years ago. So we have a body of work that stood the test of time. But it's not enough just to say that the Bible is infallible or authoritative or inerrant or what, however you talk about biblical authority. Because biblical authority, it's not a confession. It's a way of life, right? So we need to approach our reading and study 
and reflection, I think with an expectation of astonishment for now in the present moment. Ellen Davis in her book, Oh, Wondrous Steps talks about if we want to be astonishing as speakers, we first need to open ourselves up to being astonished. Uh, Thomas Merton actually talks about oftentimes we want to come to the Bible, we actually have to be willing to be even perplexed along with being astonished. But I can say this, those times when I've read the text, when I've opened myself up and when I've been astonished personally, I'm more likely to really help the people that I have the privilege of teaching and serving and blessing or preaching to or the people that I'm writing to, or I hope even this podcast comes out of a sense of astonishment. So again, Lord, astonish me anew with the riches of your word. That's a prayer that can change your study. So the first thing is be open to hearing the voice of God and being astonished. Second, approach the text Again, open-handed as a learner, not as an expert. Because there's an irony of reading Scripture over the course of your life. And I started reading Scripture seriously and now continuously since the spring of 1985. That's a lot of years. That's 38 years already. In the That's a beautiful thing, but one of the problems or the challenges is that over time, as you continuously read Scripture, texts can become so familiar that we breeze through them, assuming that we already know their message. You know, making that assumption is always dangerous to our spiritual formation. It's likewise harmful to any other souls with whom we have the privilege of sharing the words because what may be old news to us may be absolutely riveting to another soul. Moreover, what I found over the years is even really familiar texts have hidden treasures for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear anew. It, so it's vital that we can consciously avoid treating the text as an object which we gain control of via study. The most dangerous person is the person who already knows what the text says. The moment that we reckon ourselves as an expert, that marks the time when our voice becomes the authority and not God's or the Holy Spirit's anymore. So don't pray, Lord, help me master this text. Instead, assume the posture of a learner and say, Lord, I open myself up to hear all that you have for me. Master me through my conversation with your word. Astonish me. Third, embrace the practice of listening and listening patiently and not just expecting immediate gratification. A conversation with scripture, sometimes it yields immediate fruit, but as, as one of my mentors, Bob Tuttle, likes to say in kind of in a humorous way, he says some passages you have to squeeze them really hard before they shout gospel. So we got to sit with texts. Whether it's a familiar text, a new text, a text that seems obviously applicable or a really difficult passage, embrace listening over expecting immediate gratification. It requires patient, persistent li li listening. We cannot control the speed 
of illumination and insight. Let a text percolate or ferment. Just like a good stew, you make it, and you can eat some of it after it's done, but I've noticed the best stews, you put them in the fridge, let them sit overnight, get it back out, heat it back up, and it tastes even better. The word is like that. Slow and steady. Listen over expecting immediate gratifications. Some passages release their riches quickly. Others will only do so slowly and with difficulty. And in either case, we must be willing to be fully present with God and the text in a spirit of humility and dogged resilience. Lord, astonish me can't demand a word from God, but we can only receive one gratefully with open hands, hearts, and minds. Remember the mark of the happy person in Psalm 1. He or she meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. It's delight. The fourth thing, practice radical openness with God through the text. We have to be the first converts to any reading of the Bible that we do. My mentor and all things missional, Alex McManus, always says the gospel comes to us on its way to someone else. It's the same way with scripture. Resist the urge to make an application to someone else's life or to someone else's situation until we ourselves have fully surrendered and embraced the text message for us. A saying that I unpack in my latest book, Astonished by the Word, is, is something like this. Whenever I read a text and it immediately brings somebody else to mind whom I believe ought to read this text, that's really a signal from the Holy Spirit that the person that really needs to read this text is this guy. Practice radical openness with God through the text. Last mindset, and then I'll leave with some questions that can help you in your reading of the Word. The goal of interpretation is ultimately our conversion our conversion. We want to go to the foot of the cross and be the first one converted, and then we call others to join us at the feet of Jesus. So we want to align our minds, our hearts, our hands with the text and take action. It's better to apply one verse of the scripture deeply in your own life than to know I put no in quotation marks and understand just the content of the whole Bible. It's better to apply one text and allow that to get deep in our souls than just to acquire a bunch of knowledge. Because to listen to Scripture well involves realigning with its message continually. Our conversation with Scripture must lead to tangible change in action starting in our lives. We, we model that as James reminds us in, in, at the end of, uh, near the end of chapter 1. Be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they themselves uh, look and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. So how do we become doers? 
We become doers by integrating and taking action on what we read and study and what the Lord speaks to us through our study. Lord, astonish me anew. So here's some questions, and uh, these are some questions, and again, you don't have to answer every question for every text, but these are some tech questions that really have helped me over the years to dig even deeper into the Word. This is not an exhaustive list. If you're interested in these questions, check out the show notes because I'm going to have them sitting down in there as well. You know, how does this text teach me to love God? How does this text teach me to love neighbor? How does this text teach me to pray? How does this passage challenge my current way of life as well as that of my community of faith? What kind of person do I need to become to live out this text with integrity? How does this passage stand in tension with my current thinking or understanding of the gospel? Or how does it stand in tension with my present way of life? And what would it look like for me to realign with it? Who or what's this passage calling me to care about? And then what is the one action that I must implement immediately according to this passage? How do I need to change now? And these questions are important because ultimately it's going to be the application and integration that demonstrates how well we really know the scriptures. So we can't treat these questions as just rhetorical. We need to write down or journal the key actions that we need to take, and then we go out and live the gospel for the world. Here's a prayer that I like to make about the Bible. Thank you, God, for the gift of Scripture. Give us the hearts and minds to listen and meditate on it so that we may encounter you, the living Lord of the text. Grant us the courage to dare to realign with this message and live it out before a world that desperately needs it's good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for the privilege of, of spending some time with you today. If you found this episode helpful, would you please consider sharing it with your friends and networks? Subscribe, if you will. Leave a review that helps other people find it. And also, if you're interested in my work, you can check out brianrussellphd.com. And I also want to mention that I do have a new book where I go even deeper into how to read Scripture for Deep Transformation. It's called Astonished by the Word, Reading Scripture for Deep Transformation. It releases August 15th, 2023. It'll be available where all, you know, wherever you usually buy books online. If you're interested in more information specifically about the book and would like some updates from me and even invited to some of the Zoom sessions that I'll be hosting for, for people that are interested in my book, uh, you could go to drbrianrussell.org and sign up today. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for your support. Um, until next time, live by faith, be known by love, and be a voice of hope to others.